Welcome everybody to Podcast Today for August 17th, 2016, Steam. It's a wonderful thing in that it allows me to play an awful lot of video games, but then I buy an awful lot of video games and then never play them. So that does defeat the purpose of Steam, doesn't it? That does defeat the purpose of buying things also, doesn't it? So I figured to incentivize me to actually play these games, I'm going to start a new segment called Steam Q, where I talk about a game I finally finished on Steam. Because if I go into my current Steam library, I check how many games, 141 games. That's a lot of games. And fair enough, a few of them I played already on different systems and different consoles, so I would have finished them. But I'm pretty sure of games I only have on Steam, I finished about two of them. So <laughs> there are a lot of Steam games to get through and more and more piling on every day. Because like when there's the Humble Bundle with like one game I want, and that one game, you can get like seven other games as well for cheaper than just buying the price of that one game on Steam. I just buy every Humble Bundle in sight as a result. I end up stockpiling games that I've never played and probably never will play, but will get nonetheless because they're attached to other games that I kind of want, but also still haven't played. So really that defeats the purpose. It's like Football Manager games, I played them plenty. For example, I put 91 hours into Football Manager 2016 and 629 hours into Football Manager 2015 and just for good measure, 381 into 2014. So Football Manager is the perfect like background noise game where you throw it on with like a TV show that you don't really need to engage with, maybe a, a comedy that's okay, like a modern family or the middle where you don't really need to fully watch it and you just play Football Manager as well. Multitasking, I call it, or not having the attention span to do one thing at once. <laughs> maybe that's it too. But in this first episode of Steam Q, I'm going to talk about Bastion, a 2011 game released by Supergiant Games, published by Warner Brothers, which at the time was one of one of the most critically acclaimed indie games ever. And I can see why it's tremendous. It really is a superb, brilliant little game. It's only like uh, my, my Steam time is about five hours, so I, I finished this today. It's only about five hours long. And that's the thing about Steam games. They're not particularly long. You can finish most Steam games in an afternoon. Like in most indie games, they're not going to put huge resources into making these hundreds of hours worth of gameplay. Though every so often you get like a Rocket League coming along, which you can conceivably pour hundreds of hours into. Or you get like a Final Fantasy game released on Steam where you can also conceivably pour hundreds of hours into. But Bastion is a game that follows the story of the kid after the world has ended in an apocalyptic event known as the Calamity. Take a guess how many takes it took me to say an apocalyptic. I'm not going to leave them in, but you can guess. <laughs> but yeah, the Calamity has ended the world and you are trying to put the world back together. And it kind of delves further into the story of kind of two sects of society that collided and, and then one caused the calamity and the other is upset. And there, there's all sorts of things going on. The gameplay is fairly straightforward. It's, I'm not going to say a hack and slash because there, there's a little more depth there. You have a, a regular kind of short range melee weapon. My personal favorite one of choice was the flamethrower-y thing. That was good fun. And then you have a long range kind of bow or, or rifle or something that shoots long distance and then you have a special attack there's plenty of variety there because there's i think about a good six weapons per slot six melee and six ranged weapons maybe a few less maybe a few more and there's loads of different skills you can only equip one skill which i um, i think it would have been interesting if that allowed you to equip two but you also have a shield as well to parry attacks and you can roll and toward the end of the game right at the end they give you a little jumping thing which I find interesting because it actually threw me off toward the end of the game. I was like, I, I've got my rolling down. And then because the, the jumping replaces the rolling. And you're like, ah, ah, it works differently. And I don't like it. But the combat's relatively simple. It's not exactly complicated. You rarely get overwhelmed by it. But every so often they like throw 
I don't know, 15 enemies on the screen at you at once, and you're like, what the hell is happening? That's that's the degree of difficulty. And you can up the degree of difficulty as well for extra rewards. There's a place in the Bastion, the titular Bastion, where you're trying to rebuild the Bastion to save the world. And in the Bastion, there's, there's different things where you can upgrade your weapons, you can get new power-ups, you can get rewards, and you can up the difficulty in the shrine by like adding these effects, which make enemies more powerful or, or make them more aggressive or whatever, and you get more experience or more shards which is the in-game currency if you will but this game looks so nice i'm, I'm kind of sick of pixel art and it's nice to see a game that doesn't lean heavily on pixel art it has this kind of watercolor painting effect that it just looks absolutely fantastic this game looks really really nice and it's kind of the the value of indie devs that they can create these these lovely little beautiful looking games and and i, I don't mind pixel art like shovel knight which leans heavily on, on art styles of the past it is gorgeous in its own right and taking those styles into the modern age even like i was playing super mario maker earlier and the super mario world in that game is just gorgeous to look at same with super mario bros and super mario bros 3 it's those games just scaled up and put into hd and it looks fantastic so i can understand why some people lean on that and it can look great and it's but it, it feels a little played out at this stage especially when all of those games are, are kind of in that art style whereas when you see a, a really gorgeous game it's like, yeah, good job, guys. You made, a, you made a great game. You also can't talk about this game without talking about the music. The music is also fantastic. The soundtrack was composed by Darren Korb. It's it's probably the highlight of the game. It really stands out throughout. There's, like, songs with vocals, which is rare in games. Well, I suppose not that rare these days, but nonetheless. And then there's some, some really good instrumental tracks, and it, it really fits the tone. There's kind of, like, a Western tone to it, as in, like, the, not, not like, the western part of the world is in the genre westerns which which really suits the game and really kind of creates a sense of atmosphere throughout the game the enemy variety is it, it's it's good enough it gets the job done you, you could have looked for a little more of it and a little more ways to take down enemies but it works it, it gets the job done and the game is fun and not particularly long not too short it doesn't feel like a waste of time i bought this in a bundle on steam with transistor which is another hugely critically and maybe i'll get to that on steam queue sometime down the line but who knows? That's Bastion. Great gameplay. Lovely to look at. Brilliant music. Thumbs up. You can listen to new episodes of the podcast today every single day at soundcloud.com forward slash TWSKK. Subscribe on iTunes by searching for the TWS Network to get episodes of the weekend show and podcast today into your feed. You can also subscribe on YouTube or follow me on Twitter at carrotkidney, G-A-R-R-E-T-T-K-I-D-N-E-Y. Thanks for listening and bye bye.